without views. So first of all, what is a view, right view, or samyak, or complete, thorough, and total view as a teaching of the Buddha? Right view, right speech, right, 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 correct, 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 complete, complete, complete. I don't, don't even remember them all. However, a complete or samyak, thorough view, doesn't, doesn't leave anything out sees everything. And a view, to use that idea there, is something you see, something you observe, something you're receiving. Complete. You could even say that samyak is without views. In a way. Not totally, because that's still path. Without views is more about fruition. You might have to spend a long time your practice life looking at the way we have certain views about this and views about that, or opinions, ideas, conceptions, conclusions. And to not have any views may not be exactly to be without views, but to see that any views that you have are makeshift or unreal or don't have any actual validity to them. Their views. In the Heart Sutra, it refers to that as without walls of the mind, mukhe ge ko. So, without any barrier, without any view that functions as a barrier to stop you or anyone or me from seeing what is fundamentally true. So this uh, without views comes from the sense in Ming. So as I said, you may have to slowly or, or perhaps speedily see how much you have a view about something, an opinion, an idea, a certain way that you see whatever is arising, you have an idea about what that is. It is difficult. It is difficult as we go along the path to slowly see those views drop away or dissolve or to function as less of a reference point than they did six months ago, six years ago, less, less to hang on to there, less of a view that we can hang our hat on or hang our, whatever you have that's hangable. So it doesn't seem to be something that you can just generate or create, oh, oh, I know that, I'll just stop having views. doesn't seem to be something that you can just eliminate. It seems to be necessary uh, through the practice of meditation, in this situation, the practice of shikantaza. is to see the extent that you have views uh, that uh, stop you from seeing any, you know, as soon as you have the view, that stops you from looking any further. It prevents you from having uh, more of a panoramic awareness of everything around you, of others, and of yourself, of your own mind stream, and the apparent life stream that is in front of you. Any questions? You seem to be have, to have too much that is arising there, but it would be good to 
respond to questions. Kurt Raleigh, is there a difference between a view and a belief? A belief is um, is something that you you think or you assume or you conclude that is true, and, but without any particular uh, proof or no substantiation there that makes it something that everybody's going to see it that way. So it's, it's just true. Fire is hot. It's not an opinion. But a picture of fire, photograph of fire, doesn't have that temperature aspect to it. So a view can show up in lots of different ways. It could show up as a, as a belief in something, a belief in I have a view that there's a, a creator. The people who feel that way are quite astonished that there are people who don't particularly have that view or that outlook. They might have the opposite one, which is also a view. Uh, atheist has a view. Um, even Buddhism uh, can be a view if you feel like this is, this is the only way. Then it becomes a view. It's actually disrespectful to other people's intelligence and their idea to uh, take a stance against anybody's whatever religion, spiritual path, way of functioning, or, or system of ethics, and so on. Divine. It's, it seems like uh, without views is, like you said, fruition. How do we, on the path, work with our um, desire to see the truth and get confused with our views. Continue to look at it. It's like you're going up a, up the side of a mountain with no, uh, you have somewhat of a vision because you've heard that uh, you've understood from the teachings that there's such a thing as uh, clarity, such a thing as enlightenment, such a thing as realizing your true nature, of seeing that nothing is separate and so on, different ways that that's described. So it's just a matter of continuing, and it's difficult because um, we were not, it's not the conventional or mundane path where we actually slowly get some kind of progress. So the whole idea of progress can show up in some ways, but it's not, uh, it's not enough. There has to be some kind of intention around seeing what is fundamentally true and not really settling for anything less than that. And also knowing if you if you looked at this closely that that you're going to have to or heard the teachings either from this person or from any uh, Buddhist uh, teacher that you're going to have to see this yourself. You have to awaken to it yourself. That's why it's called uh, Buddha Dharma, awakened truth. So it's awakened truth. It's not just relative truth of right and wrong. So I'm feeling kind of the same way. I came in with that. Uh, talk title, and I'm seeing that since I don't have any views, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's, it's the very title is how do you, how do I, and I could sit here and just not saying anything for the whole talk, just look at you guys, there would be no views, but it also is not exactly that because it's a teaching dynamic where there are people who want to know. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. So you want to hear something of what this person has to say about that topic. So but it's, a, it's a difficult one because it, it, we just tend to go and talk about a whole bunch of views that aren't true. Go ahead. Shogabang, um, earlier when you were talking about different religious views, if um, somebody who's um, 
functioning as a Buddhist has negativity towards a someone who has a theistic orientation? What's the, the unexamined view of the Buddhist? What is it you want to know? I can I can answer that, but I, what is it you want to know? That might take us closer to what the response that would be helpful for you and for everybody. Shogun, it just seems like in um, the Buddhist communities that I've been in, where there uh, are people that are coming out of a Christian tradition or a Catholic tradition, mm-hmm. there can be a, a lot of negative negativity towards a theistic orientation. Okay, so the negativity might come. Uh, more for the way they've been controlled or the way that they have not, their own intelligence has been disrespected and they've been hammered at about this is, this is the only way. And when people uh, are, I guess you'd say mistreated and disrespected and, and controlled by some uh, theistic orientations, maybe that's what you're talking about. Catholicism tends to show up in that way for people, but it doesn't mean that the whole thing is, junk it just means that there's a lot of room for manipulation control and and machismo or just some kind of controlling thing that's happening all the time whereas uh, and that happen, can happen in buddhism also uh can happen uh, in, in zen or chan or tibetan buddhism lineages that kind of controlling you can get pretty tired of tired of any uh, worn out from any kind of a uh, controlling orientation, but as far as someone who 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 is a Christian or someone who is a, a Muslim or you know, they, they should be, we should respect them to do what they need to do with their life. That their karma has not caused us and conditions have not even given given them, as we say, free and well favored. We're free to not be tied into anything. We're well favored in that we're we're open minded, uh, even before you begin to practice the way or practice Buddhism. You just aren't particularly born with a, a locking down mentality. Maybe some, but it always opens back up if something sparks your curiosity. So then we begin to look at it and try to understand uh, what, what what is it about this particular, about Buddhism or about Christianity in the direction it goes. And look at all the different forms of Christianity, all the different ways of interpreting what happened in the anything in the New Testament, however you want to say it. And all the different forms there are for Buddhism, different ways of practicing this. So it's uh, it's about respecting people. People aren't going to be able to, uh, the, the way this is taught here, people aren't going to be able to do this in general. Even the people who are practicing this have trouble doing it. Aren't you one of those? Yeah. So we have trouble. I have trouble, had trouble, and I still have trouble. I've got, gotten rid of anything I say over and over again. Uh, is there a way of approaching uh, our views or right view with beginner's mind? Uh, what, what would that look like? Okay, what would views look like that way? No, just just be aware that you have the view. Be, here, be aware that you're, you have some conditioning there that keeps showing up. So this happens, then the conditioning gets triggered, and then you you notice that you have some prejudice against something or somebody. Don't have to get rid of it. It's just a view, but but to to try to get rid of it is another form of view. You have, to, you have the view that we have to get rid of negativity. So yes. Can we have? Uh, can the views be? Uh, how can views our views help us? 
can they take us along the path or are they always negative? They can, they can the view that you need to practice. So there's not many views that are, that don't get in the way, but the view that you're going to have to train your mind. This is, I say it over and over again. I'm not saying that you, there isn't, you couldn't realize your true nature or be fundamentally happy forever in some other way that I don't know about. But the way it looks, from having practiced this for a while, it looks like each one of us are going to have to look at the nature of our mind ourselves using Shikantaza, simple practice of meditation. I've, I've done other practices pretty uh, intensively. Um, I think they could be valuable for some people, but what fundamentally has helped me is a meditation that I call not much. Not even shamatha, not even returning to the breath. Or, but I had to see that myself, and I had to practice that for a long time. I wasn't told to not do that or to do something else. So it's, you know, it, even though I was having that view myself uh, with students that I had, say, 20 years ago in, in the Shambhala organization, I still taught it the same way that I, pretty much the same way that I was taught. Uh, occasionally, I'd meet somebody that I might talk to them a little bit more about how to practice Shikantaza. There's not much, uh, very little stability happening there. Whereas shamatha practice, um, follow the breath, uh, when thoughts arise, label thinking, return to the breath. You actually have a structure there or a, or a view of how to do this. And just like shikantaza is a view of how to do this, yet, how do you describe Shikantaza in such a way that it's going to give you much to hang on to? Sit down, hold still, watch. What? Watch what? If it's moving, watch it. And then notice also what you add on, which you watch that too. I think a beginner's mind part that you mentioned just means that every time you sit down, you're kind of returning to square one. Not only kind of, you are returning to square one. There's no no meditators build up. And this can be very discouraging if you've been practicing for several years and you notice you really don't get better at this. Anybody notice that? No, it's, a, it's an odd kind of situation. But when your bowing is without view, emptiness. Bowing. It's a way of talking about emptiness. No, it's, you're, you're here. Uh, you have a smile or a frown. You're here. You're you're hearing something or you're seeing something. You're here. You're you're watching your hand move or you're watching somebody else's hand move. Or you're watching your jaw flap or somebody else's jaw flap. But it's empty of any significance beyond that particular thing. And that, for someone who has no views, that 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 uh, will suffice. You don't need anything else. You really don't need anything. You don't have any demand on anything. As I sometimes say, and I hope you understand me clearly, if you don't, you should ask me questions about this, but you don't even have the, the desire to continue living. That doesn't mean that you're nihilistic and you want to die or you're going to kill yourself or, or you wouldn't uh, take, uh, go to the doctor or take medications. It just means that there's no, there's no because you, you're always... I hesitate to say it because it's not about being in the present moment. That's a misunderstanding. There is no such thing. Present moment gets its meaning from a past and a future that is imputed. 
the whole three of them are, are untrue. So to try to stay in the present moment, or as a, uh, the book uh, back in the early 70s, what was it, Be Here Now? Was it, was it Ram Das or someone? Be, just be here now. No, no. I would say be there then might be work better. Be there then. But which then? Back there or up there? So yes, it would be shunyata, emptiness. Emptiness of emptiness of anything, emptiness of other. Emptiness of there isn't it. The otherness is an incredible illusion. The the illusion of self is also uh, an amazing belief that there is someone going somewhere getting and there is that illusion continues and uh, it continues to possibly be get even stronger so it's even more difficult to see that it's an illusion even though it's incredibly intense the idea there when we practice uh, early on at least my uh, orientation was uh, I would uh, I would uh, slowly go along and practice and I would be less and less and less and less self-centered but no, uh, sorry, but you see how you begin to see how very, very narcissistic and self-centered you are. Takes a while. First, you have to see how, how deep and how powerful that illusion is before you can see that it's unreal. And when you do, it doesn't have to go anywhere. You don't have to transcend anything, your ego or anything else. See that it's unreal, and it may get some uh, purchase on what's happening with you, and it may not. But whatever it gets or doesn't get will be dependently risen, and will be choiceless. You will not have a choice in the matter. Go ahead. Jim Chibawin, um, I still don't understand what is meant by view. Is it something different than just a thought or opinion? The view that there's a solid world is a view. The view that the, uh, the idea of an opinion about something, that some people are terrible people and some people are really nice people, is a view. Uh, the view of right and wrong, good and evil, sacred and profane, life and death. Views. And if you, if you don't particularly have views, you won't have the credential of not having views, because that would be a view also. You will not find a place to use the old image I used a few minutes ago that kind of works, but not exactly. You'll have no place to hang your hat. You just have to carry your hat around with you. It's for the Mad Hatter. That's where that Lewis Carroll came up with that. Go ahead. A question from Isaac. Isaac. What role does concentrating play in Shikantaza? It, it may have some uh, when one first begins uh, practicing there may be some endeavoring to to just concentrate on being still and concentrate on or focusing on the wall in front of you so there's going to be some of that happening it's going to show up differently with different people some people will spend a lot of time just uh, not actually endeavoring to maintain anything other than just trying to stay there which is hard enough but may try to work with the consciousness in a way that there could be some kind of focusing or concentration happening. But it's so different for each person. There's no kind of a blanket statement about everyone. 
you have a further question there, uh, Isaac, I'd be happy to address it. A question from School String. School String. I was trying to identify a point on my body the other day while meditating. I thought I was using my mind to find the point. Am I actually using my body to find a point on the mind? Um, Probably. The body and mind, body, and uh, where is it? Somewhere in there. It's not. It's not even in there. A, a mind doesn't have a location. The brain has a location, but the brain is not the mind. The brain is a, an organ, just like the liver or the uh, or a Hammond Hammond organ. And those. It's an organ. The mind and the body are not two different things. This this is the mind. This is the mind. This is the mind. This, this, this is the mind. It separates it because of the, the, the nature of consciousness finding its own form. It can go anywhere. It can show up in your fingertip, and it can show up in your, your memory of what happened 30 years ago, if you're over 30. And it, it, can, it can manifest in any way, every way. It's just an astonishing discovery, but you will not see that as long as it is covered up by a discoverer or, or, or somebody who's going somewhere. So to answer your question, yes. Do you remember the question? Point on the body. I remember the answer. Yes. Ointment on the body, you say? Ointment? <laughs> Good thing we got humor because I don't know how much wisdom we got here. I'm working on it. Go ahead. What's the distinction between seeing and a view? So, uh, seeing uh, is, is to see. Uh, it was obvious through your eyes, that kind of But seeing uh, shows up in, in all the sense fields. We're actually, taste has a sense of seeing or experiencing. So, it basically means. Uh, uh, Some kind of concluding about something that, that becomes a view. The right view is complete. It doesn't have any anything that is being that is being viewed particularly. It's not about doing things right. There's other ways of describing this, uh, and I'm not um, I'm not going to go there. I'm describing right view. Excuse me, buying what is that experiential quality to solidify into a view? Fear. Thank you. If, there, if you're fearless, and the only way you can fundamentally be fearless, you can relatively be fearless, get a bunch of guns and armament and that kind of thing. You can fundamentally be fearless if you realize there's nothing is threatened. There's no one who is going to be threatened by who you actually are. Your body can be threatened, threatened and you might feel protected, you might feel like you need to get away from someone or some situation because you could be harmed or your children can, or your family can be harmed. You might have to do something about that physically, but who you are fundamentally is, uh, can't, can't be harmed. And so the, when that begins to show up, then that fearless quality. And even then, even if fear comes up con conditionally, if somehow in your particular mind stream, there's still that 
rotating around that goes from hope to fear, from hope to fear. Even if that happens, there's nobody, no, there's no personhood there experiencing that. The experience is experiencing itself. Sometimes this is called self-existing. It just ha doesn't have a, even though things are, are dependently risen, if they're seen uh, fundamentally as they are, they don't have any connection to anything else. So in order to explain relative truth, we need pratitya samadpada. But as far as ultimate truth, there are no separate things. There isn't anything else. There's no, even, not even any separations. It would seem to me that you believe certain things are right and other things are wrong or otherwise less right. And I wonder what motivates you to take action on those things, given given the right view. So if I'm understanding your question, I'm saying that if you're 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 living in a relative situation and you're functioning with an ultimate view or complete view. And if that's the case, then you're then you will work with relative truth as it shows up. It won't come your action won't come out of a view of I, this is a view. So when that situation comes up, I operate out of that view, sometimes called prejudice. You see someone come in the room that doesn't look like you. And uh, immediately the protection comes up of uh, what wrong view. Uh, of completely uh, comes up of of not being willing to because of fear not being willing to just open up or be open and receive whoever's coming your way no threat other than the otherness other than the, the xenophobia having nothing to do with zen so it's just like fear a fear of the unknown fear of open space and to one who has realized that there isn't anything but space. There, they are space. Even though there's a body mind here, that's that's not going to last for a long as long as that is here. That person will function as as a teacher, possibly, or if not that, maybe just a, a true person of no status at all, no no relative status, other than they're still there. They're still taking up space on the planet. Shukavang, when talking about Open fear, it seems like fear has a very visceral or textural quality to it. Like it really hurts? Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. What's the texture of hope? So fear abandons what what is the, the, the trigger for fear to get away. And hope uh, abandons the present moment, so to, to use that kind of a word for some other kind of God realm or some other place that we we, we got to have hope. And I say, no, you don't. You don't have to have, don't have to have hope or fear. Shokabang, in a situation like you were talking about earlier where someone that looks different might walk into the room and then there's all of a sudden a lot of fear. Um, what is that bothering you? <laughs> is it distracting? Finish your question. Um, what's the hope that is being usurped by the 
the fear of someone else's presence. What? <laughs> the hopes being usurped. You're trying to look for a place you could use that word. Uh, <laughs> oh no, hope. You're trying to find hope. Just going. Yeah. Just thinking of a very concrete example of racism. Okay, that's pretty concrete. Where there might be a bunch of uh, fear that's triggered. Is if that fear is being triggered, is there an unexamined hope that there um, that that situation is kind of knocking us out of and into fear? Probably. Like the, the story would be simply put, you're in an all white neighborhood, you know? Cool. And then uh, a group of uh, Muslims move in or black people move in. So you're the hope for that kind of artificial optimism, the temporary situation. Is that what you're asking? That would be a, you know, that's a, not the best example, but it's it is an example. And then people, since their wonderful heaven realm has been taken away from them, then they, then they can go to war for that or fight that situation. But maybe just um, not do anything, but just uh, continue to uh, gossip with their neighbors about their uh, views of that situation. A question from Navid in Iran. Navid. Do views belong to the ego? And does the ego use them to validate itself? Yes. So the idea is to see that the ego or that part of the consciousness that looks like somebody or personhood, that's the primary uh, misunderstanding. It was mistaken identity. So that, that's what Shikantaza, eventually we begin to see that through, through the, the teachings, through uh, the various sutras and the various uh, teachings, things that I say or talks that I give, um, things that are said uh, by Dogen Zenji in the 13th century in his Shobagenzo, and everywhere else. But the, but the important part is not so much to uh, get rid of the wrong views or get rid of views, but to see that you have views. And then as you do that, you will, depending on where you're at with your uh, awareness practice, and depending on the particular causes and conditions that brought you into this realm of the human beings in the first place, you will eventually see, it takes some time, you'll see that there is no personhood. And then whatever happens is just dependent origination. This cause that, cause that, cause that, and there's no, no uh, praise, no blame. You can't find the primary cause for anything, even though it may be a terrible thing that's happening. The primary cause is miles away, years away. And it's not even primary, it's just another segment of that long chain of cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect. Another yes. question from Spool Strength. Yes. Recently, I don't feel like I calm down when I meditate. I'm okay with it. I know you're just supposed to watch what comes, but I used to find calm more often. I wonder, is my posture is my posture off? Maybe. Well, I can't see you, but I doubt that. What I'm hearing you say is uh, is the closest thing I can think of to progress on the path. 
you're starting to see the negativity that so far you've been able to cover up by your really good feeling meditation. That's more like uh, some of the meditations that are taught are um, uh, a mindfulness practice that the idea there is to calm you down and settle you down. Quite often it's done with the eyes closed. Maybe not always, but uh, no, if you're sitting with eyes open, if you're practicing shikantaza some way, some way the way I teach it, probably going get, to get worse. And the downside is it gets worse. The upside is that you're starting to see what the Buddha was talking about when he said life is suffering because of desire, wanting to not for it not to get worse, causes it to get worse. Suffering is probably not going to recede or go away. It could because it is situational. But the, what needs to be seen eventually, hopefully, if hope could be used here, is to see that there, there is no solid being. Even though uh, you can talk, you can rally the troops, you can do whatever you need to do relatively that might show up very relatively, but, you're, but there's no solid being there anymore. And you may, uh, if you're tied up in your mind stream, you meet someone who is a, a true person of no status, they probably will go unnoticed unless they're functioning as a teacher, then they may be noticeable. But they don't particularly require anything. That doesn't mean they don't thoroughly enjoy themselves. That doesn't mean that they don't have negative feelings. But they don't do much with them, especially blame others for them. So what you're experiencing there, I would say, just continue to sit just like you've been sitting, assuming you're sitting an hour or two a day doing shikantaza. If you're following the instructions that I give, then it's uh, very uh, radical or minimalist. It's not much. Sit down, hold still, watch the movement. Even the, the movement that comes up out of the mind stream spontaneously or the movement of your own mind to try to shut it down or modify it or explain it or distract yourself from it. That's also movement doesn't need to be corrected, does need to be observed, if we're going to uh, understand or see our true nature. Another question from Isaac. Isaac. When I sit, I get absorbed into the thinking process and find myself habitually attempting to focus on any and all other sense fields. Is this concentration appropriate? It's not a problem at all. I don't know if I use the word appropriate, but I say it's not a problem. Uh, what you're by being able to even ask that question tells me that this is that you're aware of what is moving in your mind stream without a lot of uh, interpretation on top of it. You're aware of smell, taste, touch. You're aware of a sounds like a fairly simple form of. Um, uh, Awareness practice. Just continue. Nothing lasts. That will not last. Even if you try to maintain it, it won't last. If you try to get rid of it, it will seem to last, but even that doesn't last. So nothing lasts. Is that a view? Kind of. I'd even say kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of fish. Sort of fish. Now, swordfish, that works. Let's go with that. Don't look so glum, John. 
<laughs> Good question. Further questions? Sean Hillbauer. Sean, I'll go ahead. I have a question about my circumstances. Would you rather they wait for an interview? Well, that would be up to you. Well, I'll ask it here and you can tell me. So ne next year, I will be certified as a mediator as well as a litigator. And mediation, of course, makes sense given right view. I wonder how do you imagine right view playing out in a courtroom, San Hobang? I think you're going to find that out, my friend. <laughs> and I'm here to help you with it. But let's, let's, uh, let's get you into a courtroom first. You're going to come here and live, aren't you? In June, in fact, just before the Dharma talk, my boss was talking about having me work remotely while living in Sokokoji. So yay for a paycheck. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. Well, come here and we'll, I'm, I'm very, very interested in, in working with you in that area of you being a litigator. Well, we'll do it together. Go ahead, Chizan. Does without views mean that views no longer arise? Well, they, they will arise, but you see they're unreal. It's just like the, the feeling of somebody, something, a self will also arise. It might be crazy. I mean, it might be spinning all around, but you see that it's unreal. So therefore, it can't get any, it doesn't have any particular control over anything. I mean, your, your negative feelings can uh, will be able to come and go in your mind. Uh, dependently risen, but there will be no entity there called a Juzan that cares one way or another. And even if the caring one way or another comes up, which is also dependently risen, that will have no, uh, uh, no, um, um, the word I'm going to use again is purchase. It will have no way of getting hold of anything because there is, there is no fundamentally no separation. It just looks that way. It's just like it looks like a, uh, a movie or a horror movie is real. They're really zombies. And of course, in your mind, there is that kind of reality, but fundamentally, it's untrue. Why do we use language like without views if the views don't go away? So that we can talk about it. So it's without views. What if it's, you need to say it in some way, and that's it's like I say. Um, don't add, don't subtract, don't divide. Sit down, hold still, watch it move, don't add, don't subtract. But I know you can't help doing but do that uh, because I can't. I'm saying you probably can't either. But when you do uh, endeavor not to do anything with what is arising, then you see more clearly how uh, something arises and, and you know, you'll begin to notice the, the addition that you have a commentary on what just happened. Somebody says, does this or that, Instead of just seeing that as the raw material, we immediately start to turn it into lampshades. You know, we just don't leave it as just the raw material, the raw material of dependent origination. You start to make it into. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad some people do that. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a Prius. That's a really old Prius. So, more. Well, you're going to give me as a vowel. <laughs> Further questions? Uh, without views, it's, it's difficult, uh, uh, even difficult to try to use the conceptual language that we have to point to what that is fundamentally. 
there's a path quality to it, and that is seeing how many views we have and seeing how we continue to something shows up instead of just seeing it in its raw form, what it is. Instead, we immediately call it something, naming some, name it something, or have some kind of view about it. So we never get to see its fundamental nature. And what you're missing there is not that it's, uh, how do you say it? The, the ultimate statement about it is what you're missing is that you don't see that you're not separate from anything. That this is you. This is you. We're not separate from each other. We're separated intensely and relatively in a powerful way. But our fundamental nature is not separate. We're all just, without waxing too romantic here, we're all just light. We're just made of light. That's the closest thing I can come to it. And it's not particularly some kind of romantic uh, light, some kind of romantic uh, aha moment. Your aha moments will go away. If you see the truth, it's not going anywhere. And if you see it, what I'm talking about, if you see it, then it, you see that it's ordinary because it doesn't do anything except it's just true. So it's ordinary. There's no, no fireworks. There's no special display of anything. Just true. Jesus, how is not separate not of you? It is of you till you see it. So it is. It is of you. Just like it's a view that you need to train your mind. So when we're talking about without views, it's we're talking about mainly it's the attachment to the view. And so my way of saying that would be. I think it would be good if everyone meditated, but I respect the situation enough to know that, that I also say at the same time, but don't do anything unless you have to. I've said to people recently, don't want to meditate, don't meditate. But you might want to continue to see what happens in your life. Have you been meditating for five, 10, 15 years and you just stop meditating and you still not realize your true nature? I wouldn't stop. People ask me how much I meditate. I don't meditate. And that's one way of saying it. And I also say I never stop meditating. But what is meditation? What, is, what actually is, when you sit down and meditate, and I'm, I know all of you meditate some here, what is that? How would you describe that to someone? Very difficult to describe, especially someone who's never meditated. But try to explain your meditation to someone else who has meditated. And even then, it's a, it's a conundrum because they, you do, you do that. That's what happens when you meditate. You leave your body. You know, you visit uh, Tanambogo Gavutu, which is an island in the South Pacific. Don't feel left out because <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> I'm just saying that everyone's experience because of relative truth it is so incredibly dis diversified that that gives us the, the illusion that there are separate things happening. Go look in the mirror. Read the song of the Jewel Mirror Samadhi 500 times. Or not, or do something else. But you could, if you want to find out what this is, you might want to talk to somebody who uh, has taken a look at it. May not be me. 
When you're bowing, is that diversification then consciousness finding its own form? It is. It's the first tenet of the order of immediate light. Consciousness always finds its own form, which isn't anything, any spectacular statement. It's just, uh, it's just that it's, we have to look at that so that we don't draw down into some kind of, this is the right way. The order of immediate light is not the right way. Zen is not the right way. Uh, Shamatha Vipassana is not correct. Vipassana is not correct. Nor are they, are they uh, incorrect. Another question from School String. Yes. I always seem to revert back to fear and anger when things are going very well. Why does my ego choose this to soothe itself so often? Well, you know, it's a... It's a why question, which is always going to be a because, because, because. And I would rather, rather than give you a because or a why, I would rather, I would prefer, I am preferring to say, just keep sitting, rather than go into why questions. You might, if you want to go into a question, go into a what question. What is this? That's a W word. The other W word is who is this? What is this? And who is this? Don't settle or opinions, ideas, or views. See the views, but don't settle on that necessarily and make an assumption that that is the truth. See it yourself. So, come on, you guys, let me have some questions. Hoggy bowing? Hoggy, go ahead. I knew I could count on Hoggy. <laughs> Could you consider our relationship to our bodies to be a, a very intense view, bowing? Yes, it's a view, especially if you think the body is one thing and you're something else. <clears throat> or that you think that your body and mind are separated uh, to such an extent that the body can, that the mind actually has uh, some kind of say-so about the body. Very interesting area to be uh, even contemplated. Augie bowing. How, how then does the, the or practice in the strengthening of awareness address or get at that intense uh, attachment and the fear? Thank you. Bowing. So you eventually see that that's unreal. You, you see that your idea about the body and about the mind were unreal, or they're not real in the way you thought they were. <laughs> Dogen would call this dropping off body and mind in the 13th century. See, they're not real. They're there. The body is here. Obvious, we're here. And the mind is wherever it's at. Mind is here. There are thoughts happening and ideas, opinions, and so on, coming and going, coming and going. And, but those are unreal, drop off body and mind. It's the attachment to the body as, oh my gosh, we don't want to die. But if you see who you are, you're not going to be that concerned. I mean, some, you know, you don't want to leave, you don't want to die yet, but uh, it's not going to be some kind of uh, uh, struggle over it. I was going to say, you're truly Herculean, but then I thought, I don't really know how to pronounce that word. So I'd rather make a fool of myself and mispronounce a word and you know, destroy the whole talk. Uh, this talk's already destroyed, isn't it? 
Is it Herculean? Is that correct? Uh, Don would know. Don? Am I think I? so. Okay. Don says he thinks so. Huggy buying Herculean. Huggy. <laughs> 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 I should have listened to Don. <laughs> uh, that's the yeah, Herculean, Herculean. That is correct. So that's that's what I was. I was starting to use that word, and then I and then I thought, yeah, I thought I'm going to make you make a really foolish statement here, and I don't want anybody to know that I don't know much. So about words, John Bauer. Go ahead, please. I'm sorry. Did you hear me, John Bowing out here in Zoom land? Go ahead, John. Go ahead, John. Uh, just following up on um, Sanjo's question, who yes. uh, I take it is at the beginning of a of a legal career and <clears throat> yes, uh, is a litigator. And um, so my being at the end of that, having litigated for 30 years, it seems to me uh, that there's an inherent conflict between the necessity to have a view in order to represent a client and the uh, uh, and the um, understanding or the uh, perception or the seeing of what is fundamentally going on, how is that reconciled? Well, I think with Sanho, it's pretty simple. Uh, he's blind. Yeah. Does that you as humorous or? No, not particularly. I just don't see the relevance. Oh, okay. Well, I was trying to sidestep your question. <laughs> so I, I think he oh, that's you. <laughs> I would. I would think he. I think he will do just fine. Mm -hmm. I think he'll do just fine. He's he's uh, going to ordain to be a Buddhist monk, and he's going to work to help people, uh, especially in the prisons in Michigan, and anybody else that needs help. Yeah, that's good. I guess my question maybe was was less personally connected to um, what his vocational. Uh, future holds more in terms of uh, view, you know, uh, not having a view. So there's, um, it seems to me, a, a kind of a, um, in relative reality, at least, the uh, conflict between the necessity to have a view in order to represent the interests of a client and the uh, fundamental uh, reality of um, of how things actually are. So how is that resolved? How is that worked with in, in the ordinary world, so to speak? I don't think it can be resolved uh, in the sense that uh, sounds like you're asking. I think it just has to, <clears throat> I think it just has to be lived. So therefore, if one is clear, uh, some uh, one has some fundamental clarity than what arises in any kind of a situation, whether it's the courtroom or some kind of uh, litigation going on. I think that one will be able to operate out of out of how you see it, how that shows up uh, with less and less views. Maybe not all the views are are gone. You should meet the, when you when Sanho comes here. You should come and meet him. He, he would be a, uh, you'd be a, a, a be able to function as a mentor for him. Oh, I'd like that. That'd be very nice. Very good. What do you think, Sano? I lit up like a Christmas tree. Yes, I would like to have <laughs> you. And what he pointed at was exactly what my question was. So I'm glad that we're on the same page about that perceived contrast. Yes. 
Now, now John's going to handle that a lot different than uh, than this old man. So, but we, I, you're probably going to need both of us to help you. I can say stuff, and then and then John can say stuff, and then you can have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll just have fun with the stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you, uh, Sanho. Any, any, uh, have a take a final question here? Someone has it. Don, does seeing the view transmute it into awareness? That's a good point. If you see that you, you hold a view, you see that you have some prejudice somewhere that is uh, spontaneously or uh, dependently arisen, and you just see that and you don't try to stop it. You see that you don't try to ju justify or validate it or explain why it's there. And you also don't distract yourself into your ideas about that situation. Then you're just aware. It's just awareness. Yes. Good one. Very good. Should we close? If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokokoji.org.